Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen and you're listening to the Total Need Tips and Pearls podcast. So today I want to talk to you about biofilm. You know, in, in the big picture talking to you about surgical site infection. So that's one of the things that we all want to avoid. I mean, it's one of these things that is never going to be a never event. We're going to consistently see decreases in the numbers of infections. But I think it's really impossible to prevent every infection from ever occurring. So you've heard in the other talks and and episodes, you know, I talk about optimization and we talk about different things that you can do during surgery and obviously antibiotics. But, you know, biofilm is this new thing that people are talking about more frequently, but biofilm is not new. And and I really love the term um, that I heard in a a recent um, video interview lecture that I watched um, with Dr. Mark uh, Formson and Stephen Percival, and he he discussed it as biofilmology. You know, so we know about biology, and I remember when we started talking about tribology years ago with ceramics and metal on metal, and it was the first time I had heard someone use the term biofilmology, and I really, I like that term, it's catchy, but it's something that I think we're going to hear and talk more about, because honestly, you know, up until recently, you know, I always thought of biofilm as this thing that only occurred in chronic infections. It was something that only occurred, you know, with bad gram-negative infections or other, you know, MRSA infections. It was something that I figured took a long time to develop and mature. And I never really understood, you know, how much this affects our risk of surgical site infection. So when we talk about biofilm, the first thing um, that we have to talk about, you know, surgical site infection, and why is it such a big deal? Well, you know, if you look at some of the data and statistics, if a patient gets a surgical site infection, they are more likely to be readmitted, sometimes up to five times more likely to be readmitted after an operation. And we know that readmissions are bad, um, especially if somebody has an infection. Surgical site infection is the number one reason for unplanned readmission after total joint replacement. And studies have shown that it's up to about a million hospital days. Um, That's a big cost. You know, and you're talking about a a $1 billion plus per year cost to treat these infections. And we all know, you know, if you do a knee replacement, hip replacement, there should be a good outcome. But we know that multiple surgeries lead to bad outcomes. Well, multiple surgeries and treatments of infections lead to really bad outcomes and lower patient-reported outcome scores and increased patient morbidity and mortality. And even I saw uh, an article just recently that a young surgeon had written about the fact that as the surgeon, she was also the second person that was affected because we're all perfectionists. You know, we all have a little OCD. And when one of our patients has a complication, even though we may have done everything in our power to prevent it, we still feel bad. We still lose sleep over it. We still fester on what could I have done differently and how could I have fixed this or or not had this happen and we feel bad for the person. Um, It also taxes the surgeon's schedule and the hospital resources and the entire team that cares for the patient. So these are big deals and we're doing everything that we can to try to prevent this because prevention is better than the treatment. You know, so the more time that you can spend up front to do everything in your power to prevent a surgical site infection is much better than trying to treat one once it occurs. So when we talk about the the actual um, 
biofilm, what you have to understand is that there's this uh, thing we call the EPS, the extracellular polymeric substance. So this is basically the glue, the goo, the junk that is the biofilm. And what I was really sort of amazed to learn is that biofilm can form within minutes. You know, it's not this chronic infection that occurs months and years and takes forever to grow. This biofilm can form within minutes and it can be mature within 24 hours. So we can see this in acute infections. You can develop biofilm fairly quickly. And if you develop a biofilm, 80% of this stuff is this EPS, this extracellular polymeric substance. Only 20% is the actual bacteria. And the bacteria, in a lot of studies, when they actually break it down and look, is not one particular bacteria. A lot of these are multi-organism infections that are hiding within this biofilm. So the biofilm protects it. And if you give antibiotics, the antibiotics can't penetrate the biofilm. So they can't kill the bacteria. So the bacteria can continue to grow. And we talk about different kinds of bacterial forms. So you have planktonic. So planktonic is the bacteria just floating around. That is accessible to antibiotics. You can kill that bacteria if you use the correct antibiotic. But you also have these other bacteria that are within the extra polymeric substance. These are called sessile, and these clump together. And they can grow in this extracellular sort of matrix, and then they form this sort of pod, and then they can spill out or release bacteria that are now in the planktonic form that can cause infection, further problems, create a biofilm somewhere else in the joint. But this can continue to grow and grow and grow. And the problem is, again, that in that form, you might kill the bacteria that's planktonic, but any bacteria that's still hiding within the biofilm, unfortunately, will not be affected by the antibiotics. So now we're looking at, okay, well, well, how can you fix um, and prevent or treat this? And, you know, there's all sorts of substances that they're looking at, you know, whether or not we can do things on implants that prevent biofilm adherence, you know, but there's also newer technologies now that are coming out to break down the biofilm. Um, So there's one particular product, full disclosure, um, I do work as a consultant with the company, um, but they have a product that most people are familiar with. And I actually hadn't heard of the company um, until I started looking more into it and working with the company, but Bactasure, which is a product which is sold by Zimmer, many of you probably have used. And it's used for infections. So when you have an infection you use this Bactasure to break up biofilm, destroy the biofilm, and the idea is to help get rid of the infection. There are other ways that have been used in the past that we know are bad. So we know that chlorhexidine, you know, can be toxic and bacitracin has been pulled off in irrigation systems. You know, more frequently now there's data on using um, dilute betadine and people have tried, you know, different antibiotics, you know, within the joint to treat infection. The problem is, as we all know, statistically, a lot of these things are difficult to prove, you know, which one is superior, just because to prove statistical significance of infections, which are luckily low to begin with, you need an incredibly high N. And to get that in a study becomes really, really difficult. Um, But most of these we're talking about, you know, killing the bacteria. So what's really unique with, you know, these new options that break up biofilm is that it's not antibiotics. 
So from an antibiotic stewardship position, you're not putting antibiotics in the wound, especially for a primary setting, and hoping that you're preventing infection or preventing biofilm. It may decrease you know, risk of infection, but the question always is on toxicity of those high doses of antibiotics. You know, we see some you know, kidney issues with really, really high dose of antibiotics if we're using spacers. You know, but if you're dumping a gram of vanco in or other antibiotics at the wound, you know, which has been done in the spine world and it's done in the joint world, you know, the question is, what is that going to do as far as an antibiotic stewardship, you know, risks to the soft tissues? Um, but again, it doesn't prevent biofilm. So the idea of the new product that they have on the market um, called Experience is pretty unique and novel. And this is where I was really um, interested in it because what it does is it breaks down these bonds. And this is where I started to learn more about biofilm. So these bonds form and the citric acid attacks these metallic bonds that are bonding these structures together in this polymeric substance. And once it breaks the bond, now it's susceptible. And you can have these sodium molecules um, adhere to prevent rebonding of this issue. But then the surfactant um, of the sodium lauryl sulfate actually causes this osmolarity change and a bursting of the cell wall. So it can kill mechanically any bacteria that now is accessible. Because again, you know, even if you dose it with high, high doses of antibiotics, you will not be able to get to a lot of the bacteria that's within this EPS. But if you can break up the EPS and break up the biofilm and get access to the bacteria, um, then this sh should be able to kill off that bacteria. And then if the bacteria is playing tonic, and you know maybe you're treating an infection or you have a particular bacterium that you're going after, now you can use antibiotics in that setting and kill off the additional planktonic bacteria. So you know I really think um, uh, in, the in the near future, I think you're going to hear a lot more about this biofilmology. Um, so there's um, two, um, or actually three, but one's a two-part videos that I'm going to put in the links. Um, one um, is a two-part video that was a, a, a discussion um, interview between uh, Dr. Mark Freumson uh, and uh, Professor Stephen Percival. And I found this to be a really, really interesting two-part discussion about biofilm. Um, and they really discuss and talk about biofilm and what it is and how it's made and how to attack it. And it really goes into some neat issues and things that I was not aware of as far as biofilm and this biofilmology. That's the first time I heard that term used from uh, Stephen Percival. Uh, and then also I'm going to um, put a link in there to the uh, lunchtime lecture series uh, that was put on by Next Science at the Academy. And you'll hear a few short um, lectures from um, doctors Rob Harris, John Minter, uh, Randall Otto, and Ravi Bashal. Uh, and they'll talk about, you know, different things that they've seen as far as infection and biofilm. But, you know, if you go back in the past, I mean, for a while it was, you know, tribology and navigation and then TXA. And, you know, luckily I think we've, we've solved a lot as far as tribology and implant longevity, and we've solved the issue with blood transfusions. I think the next big frontier is going to be treating a lot of these surgical site infections. And I think a big portion of that is to um, treat this issue and make people more aware of the issue of biofilm. So not, not so we're treating it, but finding out about some of these newer products, which may allow us to prevent biofilm from ever adhering in the first place, 
to prevent the risk of a surgical site infection developing. Um, and that's where some of these products, um, you know, like Experience, um, actually help in that sense of preventing biofilm. So it'd be really interesting to see, I think, in the next year or two, you know, a lot of these large multicenter studies and being able to really compare you know, different modalities as far as rinses and irrigations and treatments that we can use in the primary setting to prevent um, surgical site infections from developing, be- just because we know they're so devastating for patients. So just kind of interesting idea, thoughts, you know, look at, at biofilm. Um, and basically, it's uh, it's something, again, that I was not as familiar with until more recently. And I think the more that you study and see that all of these bacteria you know, are at risk of developing this biofilm and making these infections a lot more difficult for us to eradicate afterwards. So thanks again for listening. Um, just my two cents on biofilm, and I'll put those links in the show notes when you get a chance. You can watch those videos and learn even more. Until next time, I'm Adam Rosen. Stay safe. You've been listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed so you'll be notified of future episodes. And please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. Until next time, stay safe.